Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to DBN News for 12-10-2018. The semi-daily news that even plants crave. I'm Anthony, and I'll be your host today. With that being said, let's jump into the news. We're doing something different this week because a great, great friend has released a game. So, our featured story for the week is an indie game made by Nick DiPaolo, who is the one-man team behind Adam's Ascending. Adam's Ascending is a third-person spiritual adventure of the soul. It's a story-driven game that will try to go beyond the screen with its story by inspiring you to reach your purpose and potential in your own life. You can reach out to Nick on Twitter at twitter.com slash depalo, that's D-E-P-A-L-O. Link to his Kickstarter is in his bio, or go to kickstarter.com and search Adam's Ascending to pledge now. You can even subscribe to information with the game through parableworlds.com. And don't forget to follow parableworlds at twitter.com slash parable underscore games. Nick DiPaolo is a solo dev, so we can't stress enough how important it is to support this game and this amazing indie dev. So please join us at Dad's Beards Nerds in helping Nick reach his Kickstarter goal and reach his dreams. Next is from IGN and written by Andrew Gofarb. It's a bit of a long one, so bear with. Nintendo explains why E3 is still important. In the wake of Sony's announcement that it will skip E3 for the first time in 24 years, Nintendo said it will still attend, calling the show an outstanding opportunity to make new new announcements. Following the Game Awards last week, IGN spoke to Nintendo of America president and COO Reggie Phil's aim about exactly why E3 is still a priority for Nintendo. E3, those five days, is the opportunity for the world to find out what's new for video games as entertainment. And during that time, we generate more engagement than whether it's CES or Comic-Con or other big entertainment events, Phil's Ames told IGN. People tune in to find out what's new and to have first playable experiences for our industry. That's why E3 is important to Nintendo. Still, Phil's Ames emphasized that just showing up isn't enough and that Nintendo has changed its approach each year to match the games it's currently highlighting. Our mentality has been to constantly innovate what we do and how we message at E3, he said. We've innovated in how we utilize our boost space to create a little piece of Hyrule or to create a little piece of the environment in Super Mario Odyssey as examples. We innovate in how we deliver our messaging, whether it was the big stage productions or whether it's the direct communications that we do today. And so everyone's watching. We drive innovation. We leverage the elements. So for us, it's a very effective opportunity to deliver our message. And therefore, it's a bit of a no-brainer for us to participate. Now, what's important as an industry, though, is that E3 in total continues to innovate and it continues to be that leading opportunity to drive consumer engagement in this way. So that's why we participate. That's why I sit on the board of the ESA and help drive some of this thinking. It's important to us. As for what Nintendo shows during the event, Phil's aim said it's a balancing act between games that will be releasing soon and those that are further away. Often the latter will be used to reassure fans that more traditional experiences are on the way, such as the core Pokemon RPG re-emphasized alongside the announcement of Pokemon Let's Go or a mainline Fire Emblem game, which later became Fire Emblem Three Houses, announced alongside Fire Emblem Warriors. Broadly speaking, we like to talk about games that are closer. Typically, for example, at E3, we'll focus on content maybe extending into the first or second calendar quarter following E3. This is typically our horizon, he said. We believe that's we believe that works because it's close enough that the fans can be excited and look forward to it. And when we do have an exception and do something different, we're doing it for very specific reasons. Maybe we have two experiences within a particular franchise, and we know that one might be 
be maybe a non-traditional representation of that franchise. Or maybe then it's important for us to frame that the more traditional visual visualization of that franchise is coming. Fans, don't worry. But here's something different to tide you over for the meantime. So that's how we think about it and how we approach our consumer communication. We want to be near end. We want to deliver news when it's most meaningful. We don't want to be so far out that the consumer either loses interest or worse, gets frustrated. Nintendo coming out, explaining why they are going to be at E3 and other game shows. I think it's solid. I think this is solid knowledge. Reggie is uh, just speaking that truth. Third is from IGN and written by Colin Stevens. South Korea makes boosting other players' game levels illegal. South Korea's National Assembly recently passed an amendment that can result in players caught boosting in online games getting charged with a two-year suspended prison sentence and a fine of up to $18,000. Holy shit, for a video game. As reported by Inven via Dot Esports, the law is an amendment to South Korea's Game Industry Promotion Act, which already applied these punishments to crimes related to hacking, the illegal distribution and licensing of games, and more. Boosting occurs when a highly skilled player in games like Overwatch or League of Legends is paid to artificially boost another player's rankings by logging onto their account and winning matches for them. The South Korean government will now target boosters and boosting companies that facilitate paid rank inflation. Boosting negatively impacts games that utilize skill-based rankings as it throws a wrench into various systems that developers create to properly match players to others in their appropriate skill level. This is fucking ridiculous. How are you going to get gel time for this? This is stupid. I know this is just my opinion. I don't know how George feels about this, but I think this is fucking ludicrous. Gel time for something so stupid. South Korea, get your fucking shit together. Please get your shit together. You're wasting time on fucking video games where you'd be putting it towards other dumbass shit. Next is from IGN and written by Joe Scrabbles. Monster Hunter World Iceborne Expansion, which a collab announced. Monster Hunter World has announced a raft of new updates, including a paid expansion pack called Iceborne and a collaboration with The Witcher 3's Wild Hunt. Iceborne will be available in autumn 2019 and includes new quest ranks, locals, or locales, monsters, moves, and equipment. Its new story will also follow from the main game's conclusion. Producer Ryozo Sujimoto explains that Iceborne will be the size of previous G or Ultimate entries in the series. Essentially, it should feel like a whole extra game. Pricing and an exact release date will be announced later. In a separate update, time for early 2019, Geralt of Rivia, fully voiced by original voice actor Doug Cockle, will also become available as a playable character, presumably presumably through an in-game outfit, although that's not confirmed. The update will also weave RPG elements familiar with the Witcher series into Monster Hunter World, although it's not clear yet how that will manifest itself. Other upcoming updates include the return of limited-time monster Kolv Tarath as an arc-tempered Kolv Tarath starting on December 19th, the addition of arc-tempered Nargigante in spring 2019, a one-year anniversary event called Appreciation Fest, a trial version of the game which will allow players to play the game up to a three-star quest level and offers save transferring after purchasing the full game. It'll be available from December 11th through the 17th. All these updates are confirmed for console, but only currently in planning for the PC version, with no release dates announced at this time. This is cool. Monster Hunter World just keeps throwing content in there. They are being very friendly and loyal to their fan base. Awesome. Good on you, Capcom. Last is from IGN and written by Jesse Wade. Doom creator to release new levels for 1993's Doom in 2019. Doom creator John Romero and Romero Games announced Monday on the 25th anniversary of Doom a free megawad they are releasing for the original Doom called Sigil. 
Sigil is comprised of a total of 18 levels with 9 for single player and 9 for deathmatch that will be released in mid-February 2019. Players must own the original 1993 registered version of Doom to be able to play the new levels. According to Romero Games, Sigil is the spiritual successor to the fourth episode of Doom and will pick up right where the previous left off. Two limited edition fan boxes of Sigil created by Limited Run Games will also be available to pre-order now up until December 24th. Both fan boxes will feature music by legendary metal guitarist Buckethead, including a custom song that was written solely for Sigil, along with cover art by Christopher Lovell, who is known for his detailed sci-fi and fantasy illustrations. Limited edition boxes include the following, with the Beast Box retailing at $166 and the Standard Edition at $40. The Sigil Beast Box will include a 16GB 3.5-inch floppy disk-themed USB with the free megawatt data and extras, a 2-disc booklet, styles, case with a megawatt data and full bucket head soundtrack as well as behind the scenes info on the original game and the megawatts development an 8x10 art print signed by Christopher Lovell, a sigil-themed coin, a pewter statue of John Romero's head on a spike, an exercise sigil t-shirt, one sigil sticker, and one Romero Games sticker. The sigil standard edition box will include a standard size big box featuring artwork by Christopher Lovell, a 16GB 3.5-inch floppy disk-themed USB that includes the free megawatt data and extras, the bucket head soundtrack, and the two stickers. And yes, I know I said sigil and then sigils. So don't come at me with that shit. Anyways, this is cool. Uh, the Doom fans seem to be getting everything that they freaking want. And that is the news for today. Thanks for listening and let us know what you think about any of the stories we talked about by sending us a message in Anchor, the podcast app we use to record the show. If you'd like to support the podcast or the listing, please check out our Anchor page at anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds, where you can donate to us via the support this podcast button and sign up for a monthly donation of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99 per month. Find us on Twitter at Dad's Beards Nerds. Find us on Instagram at Dad's Beards Nerds Podcast. Or check out our Twitter bio to be a part of our ever-growing Discord community. And don't forget, go to kickstarter.com, search Adam's Descending, and let's help Nick DiPaolo hit this dream, hit this goal. Let's make this shit happen. Until next time, I'm Anthony, and I look forward to making more content for you.